Hello, I'm Paula Jenkins, a transformative life coach and retreat leader. Welcome to Jumpstart Your Joy, a podcast that talks about the stories of people following their hearts, finding work that lights them up, and looking at how joy plays a part in their journey. To learn more about this podcast, head on over to jumpstartyourjoy.com. And if you want to find out more about me, you can go to my website at paulajenkinsonline.com. Hello, friends, and welcome to episode 19 of Jumpstart Your Joy. I want to welcome those of you who are here for the first time to hear more from the Fly Lady. I'm so glad you've joined us. And I also want to say a special thanks to all of you who have left so many amazing comments on the website and left some reviews on iTunes for Jumpstart Your Joy. Thank you, thank you, thank you. It just really brings a smile to my face to see how many of you just really love the fly lady and were moved by what she had to say. So this week on the podcast, I have another interview with Marla. We actually spoke for over two hours on the phone that first day. So I am so excited to be able to share another episode If you want to follow along and look at the show notes, you can do that by jumping over to the website at jumpstartyourjoy.com slash flylady2. And I will list out all the resources and information there. And in addition, this episode is part of the Love Your 2016 series. So if you want to jump over to the website, you will also see the episodes that are included there. And it's all about great information about setting yourself up for organization and heart-centered goals and planning for this new year. And there is a great worksheet and download that goes with episode 16, which is, a, which is all about heart-centered planning. So be sure and check that out. And now, without further ado, I bring to you the second interview with Marla Silly. Today we have an interview with Marla. Hello, how are you this morning? Oh, I'm so good. Hi, Marla. Let's see, So welcome to the show. So glad to have you here today. Do you want to explain a little bit about like what, how does it work in the bigger what, scheme if you want to follow along? Well, what we do is we break the house down into zones. If you look at a calendar, except for February, sometimes February only has four weeks, mm-hmm. but on a regular calendar, and I don't have a calendar in front of me to, to be able to describe what January is like, but I think it starts on a Friday. So, mm-hmm, first, yeah. so Friday's the first and the first day of the month, we start zone one and it goes until Sunday. Well, if it starts on Friday, you have Friday and Saturday and then Sunday starts a new zone. So the whole week, all the way across the calendar to Saturday, is zone two. The first full week of the month is zone two. Mm-hmm. Now, zone two is always the kitchen. But the zone one is the entrance, your front porch, your dining room. That's, mm-hmm. you know, usually when you come into a house, that's you're going to be greeted by the front porch, the entrance of your home, and a dining room. Usually the habit on the first day of the month is sweep your front porch. Mm-hmm. You may have two foot of snow on there. Shovel your <laughs> front porch, you know. Yeah. But then you go to zone two. Zone two is the kitchen. Zone three is the main bathroom of your house. It's the bathroom that your mother-in-law would use. And we pick another room in the house 
it could be a kid room, it could be the laundry room, it could be your craft room, it could be your office. We usually pick another room and sometimes we do a round robin and do something in another room every day. Zone four is the master bedroom, master closet, and your master bathroom, which is the most, those rooms are the most neglected rooms in your home. (laughs) And then zone five is the family room. And that goes to the end of the month. And usually that happens in the middle of the week. And then zone one starts again. So zone five and zone one are usually partial weeks. Okay. But don't worry about not getting everything done because it rolls around every month. Right. That. <laughs> and what you didn't get done this month, you'll get done next month because we kind of rotate the missions around. We send out a mission every day in the flight plan. Mm-hmm. And the sneak peek of the week, which goes out on a Saturday, you get all the missions for the whole week so you can kind of plan around. But they're five-minute missions. And the zones keep us from ever having to spring clean. Right. You never have to spring clean again because you're doing the detailed cleaning with these zone missions. Now, we divide the week into a basic weekly plan. Every day sort of has something to do. Monday is our weekly home blessing hour. I divide mine out through the whole week, though. I do one thing a week. And if you work outside the home, that's a good thing to do. If you're real busy like I am doing interviews and stuff, it's hard to string together a full hour. Yeah. So I do one item a week. But if you can pull together a couple of kids or a husband, you can get it done in 15 minutes. All seven things, everybody working together. Draw the items out of a hat or out of a bowl and everybody take One thing to do if you have a nice big family with seven people in it and you spend 10 minutes doing that one thing, you might not get finished with it, but you're blessing your house. So if your thing was to vacuum, you just do the middles. You don't pull the furniture out. You don't you don't get up and under the furniture. You just do the middles. Just like you're watching a hotel maid clean. She just does the middles. <laughs> she does, yeah. She does the middles. On the bathroom floor, she's got this sticky thing that she rubs on the floor to get all the hair up, and bam, you're done. Uh, they sell those things on Amazon. You know, the, <laughs> this, this rolly, sticky thing that picks up stuff. But, you know, if you've got a dust mop or you've got a rubber sweep, it does the same thing. Yeah. And you you just have fun with it. Tuesday is is always been our plan and play day. Spend some time with a friend. Sit down and sew if it's something you like to do. Set aside a little time for you to remember what it is you really like doing. Mm. Wednesday is always anti-procrastination day. I love that day. <laughs> I, I mean, what do you put off the most? Cleaning out the refrigerator? Oh, boy. Menu planning? You know, yeah. let's do some of those things we don't do regularly and yeah. and that we've been putting off. And, you know, make those appointments for your mammograms and your pap smears and all that stuff that you need to do, dentist appointments. You know, let's get those in the calendar. It's a new year. Let's get them scheduled if you hadn't already. Thursday is take that grocery list that you did the day before and you mini plan for the next week that's on your calendar because you've looked to see what everybody's got to do. And you know when you're going to have meals as a family. And you've got to feed them anyway, so why not utilize the tools you've got in your pantry, your crock pot, and your bread machine, mm-hmm. and yeah. let's start you know, making these meals happen, not just thinking about 
but let's get the food in the house. So Thursday's grocery day. Run to the grocery store, do whatever you need to do. If you need to do it on Friday, then so be it. But let's get the groceries in the house for next week's meals because then there's no excuse. And then and, there's no last minute run right. to the fast food, which. Oh, and it makes us feel guilty again. Yeah, yeah, it does feed the other side of it. And yeah. not, I mean, it feeds the family too, but it's, yeah. But at what expense? Mm-hmm. Health, your guilt level, it's sad. We can make pizzas at home. Yeah, we do. <laughs> They're better, and it's fun. It yeah. is fun. It gets the whole family involved, and they learn how to do something. Friday is clean out your car, fill it yes. up, clean out your purse. You never know what's growing in there. And I say that because apple cores, just oh, yeah. it, just dirty socks. Oh, uh, you just... The house phone. I, how did the house phone get in my purse one week? Who knows? <laughs> oh, that's funny. I, yeah, I think weird. I'll have to do that on our Facebook page. What's oh, this Friday? I think I'll do that. What's the strangest thing you find in your purse? I may have to send a, you know, do a gift. Date night. Friday mm. is date night. Get it on the calendar. When you're planning on Wednesday, put on the calendar what you're going to do for date night. Maybe it's just sit down and watch a wonderful movie together while after the kids have gone to sleep. If you don't take care of your relationship, when the kids get grown, what's going to happen? You're, you're not gonna, going to know who your your spouse is. Right. Because it would have just been all the, I'll say, the doing of things, like the activities and shuttling and just but getting you, through it, yeah. Yeah, you've got to plan for yeah. time together as a couple, not just as a mom and dad. And then Saturday is family fun day. Yes. Plan something that you're going to do together. I don't know what it is, but you know what your family likes. to. Maybe it's a warm January day and you go for a hike or you go to the park together or you go see a movie together. Do something fun together everybody and then if you don't have children and you don't have a family close to you call a girlfriend and go do something go to dinner just spend some time with the people you love and then Sunday is renew your spirit go to church sit down and have a cup of something warm and wonderful and read a good book open up a magazine and browse for fun you know, watch a movie that you just want to watch. Squirrel away in your bedroom if you if you want to with your Kindle and watch a movie. <laughs> yeah. Just do something that builds you up so that you you get you replenish your batteries over the weekend. Your Saturday was a, you went out and did things. You went to the museum, you went to the park, you had fun. But now we're going to we're going to circle the wagons and we're going to just rest. And if you wake up on Monday morning and you're exhausted, it's because you didn't take care of yourself on Sunday. Well, I'm doing the stuff, the other pieces during the week. It does give you time on Sunday to take the rest. Right. You know, to take the break. You know, when you're running around like a chicken with its head cut off six days each week. You know, you might want to take a nap on Sunday afternoon, simple little one hour nap and not feel guilty about taking a nap. Yes. (laughs) Permission granted. (laughs) So both my husband and I work outside the home and uh, have a five year old. 
So if anybody's listening and going, but wait, that sounds like that's too much. And how would I do all that? Well, it's possible. And we've shift our grocery day to Saturday after we do something fun. I mean, that's the plan. But that way we're, you know, we're making sure we have the food in the house. So there's not the excuse, as you said, to, to either have to run out to the store or get something that isn't as good for us as it could be. But I think there's ways to get creative with it. If anybody listening works outside the home, it's still totally possible. It's just getting a little bit, <laughs> mixing it up a little. And I know you guys also have a page. I think on the site, I've seen it before about, you know, working working out of the house moms and how do you do it as well. Well, there's one for mothers of preschoolers, homeschoolers, working mm-hmm. outside the home, retired. There's there's a page for any <laughs> any category you put yourself in. What have you found that most people are most surprised about being the fly lady? Like, with then I'm a normal person. <laughs> yeah, that, that I'm I'm just like you. I, I have to set my timer. You know, my house isn't perfect. Mm-hmm. It's never going to be perfect. But you know, I could open my door and probably order some pizzas and have a party in 15 minutes and not feel guilty about it. My home has got 15 minutes worth of messy. But in 15 minutes, I can I can be ready. And it's a fun way to live. Knowing you don't have to plan, you don't have to clean for two days just to have people over. Well, probably a lot of people have just been through that in the holidays and realizing, oh, my gosh, my, you know, my mother-in-law, my family, whoever's coming over, and I just cleaned. <laughs> but, like, just knowing that panic, the, the, I don't know, the late night, the sleepless worry of is it clean enough, the mind shift just helps all that. And knowing that you don't have to go into that mode again. If you're worried that your mother-in-law is going to walk in your door and put on her white gloves and check for dust, then let her. <laughs> and yeah. give her a give her a feather duster. And yeah. say, have at it. If mm-hmm. you find an issue, go, fix it for me. If your mother-in-law is good at organizing, some people aren't good at organizing stuff. Yeah. Well, let her help you. Don't feel guilty about it and afraid what she's going to think. Ask her advice. You know, how would you organize this miscellaneous drawer? She might be able to do it in such a way that's going to help you have a place for everything. It's okay to need help. And, you know, what better way to keep your mother-in-law busy? (laughs) Yes. If you're asking for her help. Yeah, because it does, it adds to the relationship. It it right. says, you know, it says, I see you, I, I acknowledge you, and you have gifts, and I, I could use your help. And yeah. we don't have to be perfect. And when we quit striving for that perfectionism through someone else's eyes, and we we let our guard down and we say, you know, I'm lacking in this ability. Can you help me declutter this closet? I mean, Michelle and I help each other all the time. She'll say, okay. We've got to get rid of some clothes. And and I say that to her. And I can organize things at her house, and she can organize things at my house. Mm-hmm. And we're just, we feed off of each other. And it gets addictive decluttering. It does, yeah. You, you, you can't organize clutter. I don't care how good you are. You've got to get rid of something to make room so that you can put things away. Most of the things that make our house look messy is the fact that everything's sitting out on flat surfaces everywhere. Everywhere is something that's not got a home. 
and because our clutter is taking over the valuable real estate where you could put things. Yeah, and then once you've decluttered and everything has a home, then the the table becomes a table <laughs> again because you're not just parking stuff there. I know one of the saddest testimonials I ever got was this little little girl, and she wrote me this this email, and she says, "You know, I don't like you, fly lady." And I'm thinking, what have I done, you know? <laughs> yeah. And and she says, we don't have fun anymore. And she says, we used to have picnics under the kitchen table. You know why they had picnics under the kitchen table? Because the kitchen table was full of clutter. Wow. Yeah. And so they would spread out a tablecloth, sit down under the table, and have a picnic. And she, and she didn't do that anymore because they had to sit at the table because the table was clean. And you can't let go of your creativity. It's okay to have a picnic under the table if your table's clean. Yeah. But, you yes. know, it's okay to go outside and have a picnic too. Right. You don't have to be stuck in the house. That's what the beauty of our creativity and our sidetrackedness is we are very creative people. Because we've had to be, because we've been putting out these fires all over the place. Yeah. It's a learned trait that we've gotten creative with doing things. Just wait till Halloween and it's the 31st and you haven't done a costume yet. We can get really creative with sheets and pillowcases. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, I turned into a Jedi Knight with a drop cloth. So, yeah. It's fun, but yeah, like not being in the zone of, I don't know, I'd call that being in like that reactive territory where you're just trying to get ahead and, well, really just trying to tread water. Yeah, you're then just that treading ex- water. It just wears you out. And so then if something unexpected doesn't, or sorry, it does come up, you don't have the space mentally, emotionally, even time-wise to react to it. Like if you really need the, to do something and yeah, if you can... If you can follow some a plan and not be obsessive about it, but follow the plan and get space in your life, then there's time for that. Oh, my gosh, you know, we missed this birthday party invitation. And now we, we want to be there in two hours. Well, then you you know if you can make it. You know that you, you might have an extra gift in the closet or something, you know, like, and you can make it happen. But if you if you don't even know what's on your calendar, it's hard to do it. See, I'm sitting here right now and I'm looking in my, I have a gift closet. Mm-hmm, yeah. And there's a set of Legos. There is a kit for making a gingerbread house. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got some things in here I could make function with mm-hmm. if I needed to mm-hmm. uh, for gifts. Isn't mm-hmm. that wonderful that you you can you can make things happen in a simple way because you planned ahead. You got an extra one when you bought that gift, and you just stuck it in the closet for the boy gift or the girl gift you might mm-hmm. need. Yeah. How fun is that? You've thought ahead just a little bit. doesn't have to be fancy. It just has to be done. I don't buy wrapping paper. I use craft paper, just brown craft paper. I also buy craft bag for that emergency. You need a bag, and you just put a different colored bow on it. Oh, yeah. You wrap everything in the same paper. Yeah, that's simple. That's easy. And it works for birthday presents and anniversary gifts. And I have a box of cards that I got on Amazon, and they're just amazing. They come <laughs> in a beautiful box, the top flips, and they're all handmade cards. 
How wonderful. And they've got file folders in it that says it's birthday, anniversary, get well, graduation, any occasion. And they're handy all the time. Those are a couple of great things to have on hand. And another thing to think about when you're looking and planning for here we are in a brand new year. Let's get our calendar down right now and make sure everybody's birthday's on there. Right. Everybody that you buy a birthday present for so that you can think ahead. And on the 27th of every month, look ahead at what birthdays you have this month. Mm-hmm. You know you have to buy a gift for. you got to send a card to your mom and dad for their anniversary. You know, all the things are you need to send flowers. Let's put it, let's pencil it in a week ahead so that you know that it's been done. So you're not looking at it the day of. Let's get it on our to-do list to do when we go shopping that or, or let's order it from Amazon and get it here and get it boxed mm-hmm. and wrapped and ready to go. It's just a matter of setting a day each month that you think about next month's birthdays and anniversaries. As a family sitting down with your sisters-in-law and you might not remember everybody's birthday, might not be in your phone or on your calendar, but you sit down with them, invite them over. A lot of people do it at Thanksgiving while the football's being watched and dinner has been served. The ladies get around the table with their calendars and compare when everybody's vacation's going to be and have fun. Have a calendar party. Yeah, and that's a great idea because it's both it's the community of everybody looking at it together, but also really knowing, like, is there a time when we can all get together and go on vacation together even? That, that's exactly. Fun. So people could still do that this year if you don't know. Do it it early. You know, there is the Super Bowl coming up and the guys are going to watch it. But let's get all the girls together. I like to watch the Super Bowl personally, but (laughs) (laughs) that's right. You do. (laughs) But, you know, it's plan for having a party with your friends and let's compare notes. Let's synchronize our watches so that we can do things together. Well, and looking to it ahead at when are you going to take your vacation this year? Like I remember early on when I met well, when my husband and I were dating and I was like, hey, why don't we go? This is long ago, but like, why don't we go to Hawaii this year? And he's like, how are we going to even do that? I'm like, well, we'll put it on the calendar and then we're going to start saving now. I'm like, this is a foreign idea to him. And I'm like, well, we save and then we, when we've got the money, we buy the tickets and then we save up more for the hotel. And he's like, oh, like, I don't know why this hadn't dawned on him, but sometimes it just takes a little you know, baby steps to get there. It's that anticipation of doing it. Yeah. It and, totally. you know, making sure you have the clothes. I mean, it's it's yeah. buying some little something when you see it on sale that you could you could have on the trip and making sure you have luggage. You know, walking out the door, put together for a, a Hawaii vacation starts months ahead of time. Well, and it doesn't have to be overwhelming, I, I think, was the other thing. And, and his whole mindset was, well, I've always wanted to go, but I've never been able to. And I'm like, well, that's probably because you never backed it out and, and started planning. It, it can happen. Yeah. Well, and planning is as simple as, okay, we have to be on on Friday. We have a party we have to go to, and it takes us an hour to drive there. So we have to be there at four in the afternoon. So we need to leave by three. Everybody's got to be dressed and start getting dressed and everything by two o'clock in the afternoon. See how backing things up mm-hmm. keeps us from being late or keeps us from not doing what we really want to do. 
learning to think backwards and take the baby steps that it's going to take. My husband and I have wonderful timing when it comes to walking out the door together. We both lived with people who were late a lot. Mm-hmm. And it, it's annoying as all get out because my time is precious. So in the morning when we're having breakfast, I'll say to him, well, we've got to go to dinner with so-and-so this this afternoon. We've got to be there at six o'clock. What time do you want to leave the house? So he tells me what time we think we should leave. And I tell him what time I want to leave. So we get it kind of close. I like to give myself an extra 15 minutes because traffic can be bad. Mm-hmm. around yeah. the Asheville area. So we factor in an extra 15 minutes. If you get there early, so be it. You sit in the car and you listen to some wonderful music till mm-hmm. everybody gets there. <laughs> yeah. And you're not rushed. And you're not feeling like you're behind the eight ball when you get stuck in traffic. Yeah. A- and so it's such a beautiful, relaxed way of living. And we'll get in the car and you know, I'll be ready to go and he'll be ready to go. We'll be sitting there looking at each other thinking, well, why don't we just go ahead and get in the car? (laughs) It's that timing that makes things, it stops your mouth from being hateful Mm, when you're relaxed. Yeah. And it means you get there and you can enjoy the party or the movie or whatever. There's none of that tension around, around getting there or hollering at the kids to get ready. I grew up with this hollering, you know, hollering and screaming and rushing doesn't get you there any faster. No, it doesn't. And let's stop those, that yelling. I mean, the best way to get your kid's attention is to whisper. (laughs) So true. Yes. Yes. Yeah. My son does well with whispering. (laughs) He likes secrets. Yeah. (laughs) Let me tell you a secret. Yeah. Yeah. It's very sweet. What would you say is the favorite part of doing your work? I don't look at it as work. It's what I'm supposed to be doing. It's not work. Mm. It's it's never work for me. It's always a passion. Yeah. Finding your passion, finding that joy is what keeps me going. I've already found it, but finding joy in everything I do keeps me grounded. And it's just a beautiful way to live. I wish everybody could find the peace that I've found through establishing these simple habits and stringing them into routine. And I think that your love and your passion for it is what inspires those of us. You know what I mean? Like when we when we see you in action, it's clear you're so on purpose and so happy that it just draws people in. And it's really inspiring to see that too. So thank you for listening to your passion. <laughs> you're welcome. And doing what you do. I know you'd mentioned you might have some events coming up in the spring. Are there any you would like to call out? Well, I'm going to be in Atlanta, mm-hmm. uh, Nashville, Tennessee, and Sandusky, Ohio okay. with uh, homeschooling conventions. Um, there'll be other things coming on the calendar, but as of right now, that's that's what we've got. You can find those dates on our website in the events tab at on the upper right hand corner of flylady.net wonderful thank you (laughs) i know i have the pleasure of seeing you it's been a while now but you came i'm in california so you were at the san mateo convention center and uh oh that has been a while ago (laughs) yeah it was a special show it was it was good it was a woman's show yeah that's right i think it was a women's health show yeah it was wonderful we had a ball that was a lot of fun (laughs) and uh let's 
we had a really good time. We ended up uh, going to um, Alcatraz. I got oh, yeah. drugged to Alcatraz, <laughs> and we were down on the markets in the market area, and we ran into fly babies on this bridge that goes over to the other side. It was funny. It was so funny. <laughs> so yeah, uh, they. It's just a a great, great weekend. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad you got to go to Alcatraz. That's a fun. Oh, I I didn't like it at all. No? No. (laughs) Too too depressing? Well, I'm very sensitive. Okay. And I felt a lot of sadness there. Mm, Yeah. And I just, I just didn't, um, I was not comfortable there. um, So I'm glad I did it. So that I could recognize that places like that, you know, I don't go to battlefields either. So, yeah, yeah, it's just a lot of bad things happened and I've, I've just felt it. And, you know, the the paranormal people go there all the time, you know, trying to find spirits. <laughs> oh, I'm sure they're there. Yeah. Um, uh, but I don't you know, I don't I've never seen one or anything, but, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I I just have get an uneasy feeling and I don't like I like to feel good I'm happy all the time so put me put me on a mountain with nature and I'm I'm good (laughs) I love it yeah well and I think probably my favorite part of going well is the water and the boat ride and like I love being out and seeing the city so I think maybe that's what I'm like oh I'm so excited that you got to go but yeah Alcatraz can be rough yeah, the the tour of Alcatraz, but the boat ride was fun and seeing San Francisco and you know just just really nice. Yeah. But the coldest day I've ever spent in in my lifetime has been in San Francisco in July. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's a Mark Twain quote, right? Like the, yeah. uh, the and it's the truth. Yeah. It's just weird how the currents change and all of a sudden it can be fifty degrees on a summer day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it totally can. And then the wind will kick up and it'll go dark. I mean, it gets dark and then you're like, what is this? Or the or the fog will roll in and it gets, oh, yeah. gets cold. I, yeah. And I was in, I was there, the first time I was in San Francisco, I was there for a, a book signing. Mm-hmm. And we only had like a week's notice that we were going. And I put the word out and we had people come from like, 30 states oh my goodness and it just blew the publisher away just absolutely and so i was signing books for hours and hours so what's what's next for you what what else is going well, on i'm working on a book year? i've been working on a book for a year now it's coming along nicely i'm not rushing this one first my first book took two weeks to write wow. this one i'm taking my time and letting the god breezes blow and Actually, I'm allowing God to outline the book occasionally. (laughs) (laughs) That's wonderful. It's kind of fun. I woke up one morning back in the summer and I said, oh, I'm going to outline the book today. God had other plans. And I put my music on and I play iTunes roulette all the time. And I have an extensive iTunes music library. So God started outlining the book. And I started taking notes with the music that was playing. I wrote all the notes down and all the songs and who was singing them and all the lyrics. Not all the lyrics, but portions of the lyrics that would make me think of something that I wanted to put in the book. 
took the first 30 or 40 songs and written these 40 little chapters. So it's kind of fun to to let the music move me <laughs> in, in a way like you wouldn't believe. And, yeah. I, you know, I had no clue it was going to be a spiritual book, but God had other plans. <laughs> oh, wow. How amazing. It sounds, I mean, it sounds like it's also tying into that kind of the highly sensitive piece, you know, like you that you were present enough to hear it and feel it and act on it like how amazing well it was some of the things that I had learned from a pilgrimage that Michelle and I went on uh, in 2014 Mm -hmm. we had to go to Wisconsin and it was in November that we had to be there and the first of October Saint Therese of Mm Leger started popping into my field of vision Hmm. I mean I was being bombarded by different things about her life because October 1st is her feast day. I'm not Catholic. I don't (laughs) know anything about saints. All of a sudden I got in the mail something, a little card about her and the feast day. And so I started researching, realized that the national shrine to her was on the way to Wisconsin. And the more I talked to Michelle about it, this was her patron saint too. So we went to the shrine. At this shrine, they were remodeling. Well, you know, everything just goes in major chaos when you remodel. Mm -hmm. And so the museum part was closed because they were remodeling it. And so we sat down in the chapel, and I'm not Catholic, and I'd never been to Mass. Mm -hmm. And they were going to have a noonday Mass. I'm sitting there, and I'm praying, because I do pray, and... Mm -hmm. Uh, And I've got my eyes closed and I've got this mental list of people I'm praying for. And this chapel's beautiful. It's full of dark stained glass windows. So the room is kind of subdued. And then there's this huge woodcut on the wall that's Mm -hmm. 19 feet long, floor to ceiling high. And so the chapel was dark and I'm, I'm praying for people. And I never looked at Fly Lady as being a mission. And so I sort of handed the mission over to God at that point, and I'm praying, and I'm hearing the forklifts in the back and the <laughs> secular music playing, and St. Therese, her autobiography was The Little Way. Yes. And that little way is all about doing what you can with what you have where you are, you know? Oh. It's, she wasn't this missionary that was going to go out into the world and help people all she had was her smile pretty much and so she would make the most of the situation she was in and turn them into joyful moments and even if it was just helping an an elderly nun to go to dinner she would help her in a loving way so as the secular music would be playing there was not anything that was Christian at all. And so I would take the lyrics in the song and turn them around to some spiritual meaning to them. And one of the songs was Take a Load Off Annie. Take a mm. Load for Free. Yeah. And they were playing 60s music or 70s music. I don't know what it was. I thought, okay, I'm taking a load off of me and I'm handing it over to God. Well, as I'm writing the book, I'm telling the story and I want to get the lyrics right. And I look up the lyrics. And while I'm sitting there praying in the chapel, all of a sudden, the room gets really bright. I've got my eyes closed. You know, we got thin eyelids. 
Mm-hmm. And and the room got really bright, and I thought, well, somebody has opened a huge garage door or something. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they've opened up the wooden partition, and they've let light in. Well, I opened my eyes and realized the room was still dark. Oh, my word. So I I said, okay, God, and here, here mm-hmm. goes perfectionism again. I'm sorry I stepped on your toes. I'm blaming myself for stepping on God's toes. And, and really, it was just, for me, it was this immediate realization that God was listening you know he was right there listening to what I was praying about and then he sends this lady over to me she's she's like an angel she's got this beautiful white hair and this gorgeous smile and I'm sitting there I am totally overwhelmed by everything that's happened Michelle can tell that I'm overwhelmed she comes and sits beside me and this lady's talking to us and she asks us where we're from because people come from all over to this run. Mm-hmm. And she said, we're from North Carolina. And she asked our names and Michelle told her and she thought something was really bad wrong with me. And she was trying to console me and she went to her purse and she gets a rosary and gives, puts it in my hand and it's a rosary from um, Croatia that was that was made in Magigoria, and I don't know anything about Magigoria. I do now because I've studied mm-hmm. it. But she handed me this rosary, and then I asked her name, and her name was Fran, mm-hmm. and I just lost it. I started squalling my eyes out, mm-hmm. and she, she didn't know why. And so I had to explain to her that our very first website had a picture of a, a lady on the website who was in sweats, rollers in her hair, house shoes, Mm -hmm. uh, frumpy looking, and we had nicknamed her Franny. Right. And so it was like a sign from God that he had sent Franny to me. And Mm. this lady was all put together. And so as I'm writing the book a year and a half later, it comes to me that you know, I need to look up these song lyrics. And the lyrics were not take a load off Annie. It was take a load off Franny. Mm. And I just, I I'm, I still can't hardly believe it, you know. But it yeah. when you're not under stress, when you're just allowing the God breezes to set you in motion, when you're not trying to put out fires and not listening to what God has planned for you, the thing that is going to bring you the most joy in your life, when you are following simple habits, stringing them into routines, you're available to hear what that joy is. So true. Oh, boy, that story, Marla, that's just amazing and beautiful. I'm sorry, I'm just soaking that in. And the Franny, I mean, I knew immediately because I remembered, like, that that was the name of that character. Like, wow. (laughs) Oh, thank you so much for sharing that. That's beautiful. And and that's what finding your joy is all about. Yeah. Because when you're so busy with the day-to-day stuff, you forget who you are. You Mm -hmm. forget what God You may not have even known what God had planned for you, but when you step back and everything is taken care of, you can allow those God breezes to set you in the right direction that your life is supposed to be. You may not be, 
you may be a mother right now, but God has another plan. Mm-hmm. And you you have to do this because you've got things that you need to learn so that you can be able to do this thing that God has set in, in mind for you. Yes. Yes. And that is just, that's so beautiful. Well, and that balance of knowing that you, yes, you have other things going on and they're all beautiful and important, but also taking the moments to start to follow what you feel is at the core perhaps a different calling than being a mother and giving that thing some space and giving that thing your attention. Well, or not forgetting about it. What you right, need to yes. be when you, you know, I never knew what I wanted to be when I grew up. Yeah. I was neither. just always <laughs> sort of shiftless, so to speak. Just, yeah. I could do, I was good at anything I did, but I didn't really have a clear sense of what that was. And mm-hmm. now that I look back, every job I have had in my lifetime has prepared me to be fly lady. Mm-hmm. Every yeah. single one of them. It took knowing to follow the passion or the purpose or the love or the joy, whatever words you want to use. But like it took just just listening and following. I mean, is my hunch there. <laughs> And work, a lot of work. <laughs> well, it wasn't work. Right. There you go, because you love it so much. It's that... never work. When you find your passion, this is what I told my son when he went to college. He went to college to be a meteorologist. Mm. I said, son, if you'll find your passion and go toward that passion and figure out a way to make money at it. Well, Fly Lady started. Mm-hmm. He was the first person that went to work with us. Because we were having to ship pallet loads of books to Amazon. Oh, boy. Yeah, I can't wait. So do you know what you'll call the book? Or that's all under wraps? Oh, I never know. That's the last thing you do is name a book. Yeah, okay. (laughs) I mean, I wrote Sync Reflections in two weeks. It took me um, six months to get it packaged as a book. And we self-published it. But it wasn't named until I was... I did an interview like I'm doing with you, and this this lady was, in fact, I did an interview with her on Monday, um, was submitting an article to Woman's Day. Oh, wow. And she wanted to know the, wanted to know the name of the book. The article was going to run in May. This was January, and I was, you know, we hadn't named the book, and I just looked at my husband. I said, what are we going to call this book? And he just looked at me and he said, Sync Reflections. And it was so named. great. Yeah. It was named. It, it it just got published in um Russian. Oh my word. I just got Russian I love it. Yeah. Uh, I just sold Russian rights to it and potty clutter too. So Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah, they're both so good. They really are. Lastly, and most joyfully, what are three ways that you can think of to jumpstart joy in your life, in the world, or other people's lives? Well, I have three rules that I live by. Mm-hmm. To don't sweat the small stuff. What doesn't matter just doesn't matter. Yeah. To laugh every day, even if it's at yourself. <laughs> and to love like there is no tomorrow. And that's what it's all about. Yes. Amen. Thank you for that. (laughs) I love those. Those are great. 
So thank you. I, I hate to hang up because this has been so absolutely amazing. Um, but thank you so much, Marla. It's just I was happy so cool. to do it. Anytime. Just, yeah. just holler at me. Oh, <laughs> lovingly, I will. <laughs> Marla, thank you so much for being a part of this show and for all of the inspiration you have given me and so many people over the years. For next week, I have an exciting interview lined up with Liz Ross. She is the CEO of an advertising agency named Periscope, and they are out of Minneapolis, Minnesota. I wanted to bring her on to talk about heart-centered leadership. So I think you'll find her really inspiring, and I invite you to come back for next week. If you'd like to work with a life coach, I have openings in my practice. My specialty is around transformation and joy. So if you are in a place of change or if you are bored and burnt out in your current career, or maybe you've had a life event, something like getting married or having a child or two, and things just don't seem quite as familiar or fulfilling as they used to, I assure you that joy is possible and I would love to help you on your journey to as I like to say, rediscovering yourself. Uh, If you'll go to Jumpstart Your Joy and click on coaching, there is a page there. You can fill out a form and I would love to hear from you and I will get right back to you. So thank you. And until next week, I hope that your days are just filled with so much joy.